Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. We're headed into a weekend, a great time to get caught up with what's going on at the Weekly Standard and what's on the mind of editor Bill Crystal. Bill, are you ready to serve in a foxhole next to a fox? Are you ready to take that step? Uh, well, look, I'm not ready to um, put women in that position or to put young men in that position. And I've now talked, I, was, I wrote, I guess, when did they announce that? Tuesday or Wednesday? Right. Uh, we put some stuff up on our website, linked to some articles by others, including a, a female Marine gunnery sergeant, and then a, there's a very good article by a female Marine captain. We have something today from a young Marine infantry officer, a man. I mean, I've really tried to listen and learn from people who have served recently in combat, and I've been amazed how many have written in and said, this is crazy, this is crazy. And these are young men and women, very mm-hmm. modern, don't have my old-fashioned views, perhaps, <laughs> about chivalry and honor and that sort of thing, but they just think it's a practical matter. Uh, putting you know forty kids out on a in an infantry platoon or at some kind of combat outpost in Afghanistan, and having thirty eight of them be nineteen year old guys and two of them nineteen year old girls, and expecting that to work out okay uh, in all kinds of ways, but both in terms of physical abilities, but also uh, um, you know obviously sexual attraction and the problems that's going to cause the whole kind of sociology of the male bonding and how that gets disrupted the impossible task the officer has, what happens if one of the women get, gets uh, wounded. I mean, it's just so many nightmares mm-hmm. that you could imagine from this. For what? For what? Because there's some totally abstract kind of commitment to full equality of the genders, which very few women want this. I mean, there's no demand for this. This isn't a pressing issue. This is imposed but from that, the top. That's the point, though, Bill Crystal, is this is just happening as though there was some meeting somewhere that you and I didn't know about, and right. the American people decided, and now we're going to send your daughters to the front lines, and by the way, see you next Tuesday. I'm like, whoa, 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 wasn't this worth debating? Where is the debate from the people who don't agree? Well, that is the question. Honestly, we've put some stuff up on our website. We have a good piece in the issue that we're putting to bed this afternoon. It'll be up tomorrow by Mac Owens, a Marine infantry veteran of uh, uh, Vietnam, really laying out cogently the arguments, the biological, uh, sociological, psychological uh, arguments against this, why it's bad for the military, why it's bad for the young men and women. But um, the Republican politicians are so shell-shocked by what they went through this fall with the phony war on women rhetoric and the need to appeal to women and somehow you're anti-woman if you're against actually a real war on women, you know, putting women at war as opposed (laughs) to this phony war on women, that you'll be accused of stuff that I'm very distressed by. Republican senators I respect and admire, Kelly Ayotte from New Hampshire, Marco Mm -hmm. Rubio from Florida, um, John McCain, you know, saying, well, uh, yeah, I guess I support this decision or I'll go along with this decision. Really? And, and Congress isn't even going to take it up and debate it seriously? This is a pretty big change. It's one thing, look, I was, I, there are other debates over the, in the past over women in the military. Some of what happened was good, probably useful and, 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 and appropriate for the times. Other things, I think they may have gone too far and we paid some price for it. 20% of, uh, uh, of women on, on aircraft carriers come back pregnant. Right. Uh, I saw that somewhere. But I mean, those things can be debated. This is a big step in combat and, and to integrate ground combat units, and it deserves real debate. And I think there will be a reward. I think there will be a reward, is the contrarian point to make, but I think there will be a reward for the politician, the political leader, who steps up in good faith and seriously makes the argument against this and says, I don't care if people are going to say I'm a Neanderthal, I'm out of touch, I you know, shouldn't be doing this because politically it's going to alienate women, all those voters. I think this is wrong. And I think someone who stands up and says that, there'll be a lot of people who would respect that person. Here's what's interesting. Um, the uh, Marines opened up their ground 
force leadership training school to women so that women could possibly become, you know, NCOs up front, you know, leading a Marine unit. 80 women were eligible, 80 women Marines, only two enrolled and both washed out within a week. They are now opening it up again. No women will enroll. It's because the women themselves in military know that because of biology, not because of courage or, or intellectual ability or anything like that, but just pure biology, this is a, a challenge for them that most women can't meet. And I think you're absolutely right. I do a radio show in Ireland, Bill, and I was on the air earlier today. And, of course, the Irish are far-left loony Euroweenies. And overwhelmingly, the listenership in Ireland was like, this is, this is a bridge too far. Where is a Republican will fight? But it's a good point. Because you've been talking lately about fighting versus not fighting. There's a school of thought out there, Bill, that says Republicans should just keep their heads down, keep their mouths shut, let Obama do what he wants, and let the American people come to their own natural conclusion that they don't want women on the front lines and they don't want drastic tax hikes, et cetera. But you're saying the opposite. You think Republicans should be ready to fight right now? Yes, and not on every issue. And there may be times when you've got to take a step back and, and make some concessions to the election results. I thought that was the case on the tax increase for the wealthy. But you could, if you're a political party, you've got to stand on principle, even if the odds aren't with you, uh, even if you may lose some of these fights. People respect you for standing up for what you believe. Uh, and, and it's pathetic for a party to just sort of preemptively cave in on issues without even, frankly, testing the ground to see whether they have a chance to win. I mean, this, some of them are important enough that I would fight on them, period. I mean, they just, it's a matter of principle. You sure. lose, you lose. You lose a vote. But you do try to get, you know, the, represent, the relevant representative body, in this case the Congress, to actually have hearings and to consider the issue and just not let President Obama, as you said earlier, and Leon Panetta, the lame duck defense secretary, uh, and a bunch of joint chiefs of staff who've been appointed by Obama and are cowed, I think, into, into going along, uh, I mean, did you see Marty Dempsey? I respect him. He's a military right. man. Uh, he's, I haven't served. He served, you know. But really, I mean, this, this, this pathetic <laughs> performance up there, including his statement that the reason there are so many sexual assaults in the military is because there hasn't been enough right. equality. <laughs> I mean, so if we only integrate the women in even wilder circumstances right. out in some combat outpost mm -hmm. in Afghanistan, then that will all be right. great. And the combat and the sexual assaults on the ships and at the Air Force bases right. will decrease. There's been a general covering up of how, many, how much mm -hmm. trouble the excessive integration of women uh, into military units has caused, but combat units will just be a whole other step. So uh, I think Republicans need to step up on this. Obviously, people who've served will have a little more credibility doing so, but you can't not say something because someone else is going to say, oh, you didn't serve, or oh, don't you respect those women who have served honorably and gallantly and who've been wounded and who've been killed. Obviously, one has the highest respect for those for those service women, as one does for the service men. But that doesn't mean that, as a policy matter, it is wise to have women in frontline ground combat sure. infantry units. But the divide seems to be on the Republican side, Bill Crystal. the divide between people who would like me, like a talk show host, I'd stand up and I would say, I want to hear the people who support this new policy say what they will say to the mother and dad of a male soldier who died because he was wounded in combat and the female serving next to him was not physically able to take him to safety. And their people want to hear that. And then there are other Republicans who say, no, 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 that's precisely the way not to talk. That's off-putting. It's, it's combative. And people just want the fighting to end and we need to be the nice party. Bill Crystal, who's right? Look, I think people can make arguments as they wish and, you know, I'm not saying every politician should sound like you or sound like me and we shouldn't sound like every politician. Sure. Some of them should be more judicious and some of them probably should just be calling for hearings and some of them should say, I want to go back and visit the people in my in the units and in the base in my sure. state, in the bases in my state and see what they have to say. But at least say that. Don't just put out a statement the day after that 
uh, Leon Panetta makes his announcement the day after President Obama makes his makes the announcement, saying, "Okay, guess that's fine with me. I support it." I mean, really, when you think about it, it's really shocking. And I'm not, as you know, I'm not one particularly to be jumping all over Republican senators sure. and congressmen saying, "You should fight on everything. You should scream and yell. You should be going to the barricades." There are times to do that and times not. But but to simply acquiesce in this without even having a public debate, I think is wrong, and I think it's a mistake for a Republican. Politicians mistake for Democratic politicians. It's not a matter of partisanship. There are Democrats who must think this is a bad idea. Um, and I've been struck how many emails we've, we've we've had a few things up on our website. How many emails we've gotten, phone calls I've gotten, people I haven't seen in a while saying thank you for at least uh, making that a point of view, other point of view available. And we haven't even done that much, honestly. But um, it really tells me there's a sort of undercurrent out there. I think the elites in this case are totally out of touch with the public, and particularly out of touch with those men and women who have served right. or are serving in the military or who have family members in the military who think this is just nuts. I like the approach that I'm seeing right now on the issue of a gun control where Senate Democrats have jumped out with a very aggressive, here's 150 guns we want to ban, here's a supply line we want to choke, here's an, a, a really aggressive anti-gun rhetoric, and the House leadership has said, we will happily vote on anything the Senate passes. And now, instead of fighting Republicans fighting the Democrats, they get to watch Senate Democrats fight each other. You know, and that's a good point, Michael. But on the gun issue, um, in fact, on that one, there really was. They tried to kind of steamroll everything right away after mm-hmm. Newtown, after that terrible right. tragedy, and, and expected everyone to just roll over. The NRA, but many others as well, said, well, wait a second, let's have a debate. What works, what doesn't work, which right. guns were used in Newtown? Would, would this particular measure help or not help in terms of preventing these kinds of tragedies. What about other kinds of things you could do, armed guards, et cetera? There's been a pretty vigorous debate for what has it been, probably uh, almost two months, two months month and a half, yes. something like that. Um, and uh, my sense is that they didn't succeed in just getting everyone to sort of fall over and cave in uh, just because of the emotion of the moment. But on women in the military, in, in combat mm-hmm. units, actually, they're, they're trying the same thing, but here, here it seems to be working. They are stampeding um, possible people who might have reservations to just say, okay, guess, guess it's too dangerous politically to say anything. You know, there's so many classic moments in history, particularly when the left is in governance, where they start something, whether it's Medicare that was supposed to cost us $12 billion by 1990. It ended up costing $112 billion. Uh, detente and appeasement with the Soviet Union, which was a fiasco, and Reagan proved that there's a different direction, in which the left gets stuff just plain wrong, and then years later people go, oh, you now that you mention it, you're right. Welfare did need to be reformed when Newt Gingrich proposed it. It's almost as though when the left makes mistakes, there's nobody to keep score to point out, you know, you were really, really wrong on that. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen here. Well, 10 years from now, people are going to go, oh, my gosh, look at this mess. Look at all of these bad outcomes from this cavalier changing of a longstanding policy. And no one will ever go, yeah, because unbridled liberalism brought this to us. Yeah, but it would be unfortunate if unbridled liberalism brought it to us and if um, timid conservatism and, right. and uh, shrinking Republicans uh, <laughs> let it go through without even an argument. Uh, hard to debate that. We're absolutely out of time. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.